everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of WTOC's Tracking the Vaccine podcast. I'm digital anchor and producer Jake Wallace. Teachers and school staff in Georgia will soon be eligible to receive the COVID-19 vaccine. On Thursday, February 25th, Governor Brian Kemp announced the state would be expanding the current eligibility guidelines to include pre-K through 12 teachers and school staff, including exempt daycare teachers and staff. Also included in the upcoming expansion, adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities and their caregivers, as well as parents of children with complex medical issues. That expansion goes into effect March 8th, but people who will now qualify can pre-register for vaccine appointments at the state's mass vaccination sites at myvaccinegeorgia.com. Here's Governor Kemp on the expansion. Since mid-January, we have seen a 70% increase in doses sent to the state which has allowed us to make significant headway in the current 1A-plus population. I have been encouraged by recent vaccine allocation updates the Biden administration has provided, and our team feels confident that we will continue to see steady increases in our allotment over the next several weeks. The progress of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, the increased production of both Pfizer and Moderna have announced along with positive developments from the federal government, have led Dr. Toomey and her team in coordination with our office to feel confident expanding Georgia's current vaccine eligibility. Kemp says he's encouraging local school districts to work with the Department of Education and their local health districts to come up with plans to get their teachers and staff vaccinated if they choose to. In Savannah, the Chatham County School Board says the district has already been making a plan in conjunction with the Coastal Health District in anticipation of this expansion. The school board says once the details are finalized, teachers and staff will be notified. In South Carolina, state health officials say vaccine rollout could soon expand to Phase 1B, which includes law enforcement and corrections officers, teachers and daycare workers, grocery store workers, manufacturing workers, and more. DHEC Director Dr. Edward Simmer says it could be two to three weeks before that expansion, saying it will happen when the state can no longer fill all appointments with Phase 1A. If you need help finding where to get a vaccine, go to our website, WTOC.com. Under the Tracking the Vaccine tab, you'll find a link for the vaccine locator, which can help find vaccination sites across Georgia and South Carolina. That's at WTOC.com. Earlier this month, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists put out their COVID vaccine guidance for pregnant and breastfeeding women. The organization says pregnant and breastfeeding women should not be kept from getting the COVID vaccine if they want it. Although the vaccine has not been tested on pregnant women yet, ACOG believes the benefits of the vaccine outweigh the potential risks, basing that guidance on animal testing and the limited info from pregnant women who have already received the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. For more on that topic, I spoke with Dr. Jessica Mullenix, an OBGYN with St. Joseph Candler in Savannah. Here's that conversation. All right, joined by Dr. Jessica Mullenix from St. Joseph's Candler, the Telfair Women's Hospital at St. Joe's Candler here in Savannah. And Dr. Mullenix, this is, uh, I really appreciate this. I was telling you kind of beforehand, this is a little personal for me. My wife and I, my wife and I are expecting our second child later this spring. And um, so this is a discussion we've had for months and months now. And I'm sure just from talking to you, this is a decision uh, getting if a pregnant woman wants to get the COVID vaccine, that um, pregnant women all over the country are, are making decisions about. What what are you seeing? What are you hearing from from patients? I'm sure this is a question you've been asked every day for about a year now. 
Yeah, so the main question I get is what's my opinion on it? You know, would I would I recommend it? Um, and then lately has been I've gotten a couple of questions about, you know, um, what do, what are we to think now that ACOG, which is our governing body for OBGYNs in, in America, um, is the, they are a little bit conflicting um, when you look at the WHO's recommendations. And so, you know, who, who do we side on then? So that's another question I get. And then there actually, unfortunately, has been um, some people bringing up fertility concerns related to um, the COVID infection. And so people kind of trying to extrapolate that information to the, the vaccine and kind of worrying about um, future fertility based on that. So not specifically currently pregnant patients, but people who are looking to become pregnant. So those are the kind of the three top questions I get. We saw ACOG, and you mentioned that's the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists uh, put out their updated guidance earlier this month, um, basically saying that, that pregnant women who, who want the COVID vaccine should not be turned away. What were your main takeaways from that guidance that came out earlier this month? Um, so, you know, I completely agree with that. Um, you know, I, ACOG's always um, given patients autonomy. They tend to lean towards that. And and I'm the same way. Um, you know, I've, I've always been governed by them. So I've kind of, you know, I'm, I'm a believer and I, and, and I do follow what they say. Um, so I, I'm, I'm with them. You know, if, if a patient is high risk for, you know, contracting COVID, then I do think that they should get the vaccine, whether they're pregnant or not. As, as we know from some case studies and some, um, you know, specific individuals, you know, the, any respiratory virus in pregnancy can be worse um, just, just because of the pregnancy alone. And so, you know, right now, when, when you're pregnant, you're dealing with both a mother and a child. So you kind of have to think about both of those lives and the safety of both of those patients. So I think it's very reasonable to, um, even though we don't have the data to say, you know, that the vaccine is 100% safe, we have no reason to think that it's not. And so I think in that situation, you know, we shouldn't withhold the vaccine from pregnant women just because we don't have enough studies to, to support any, any um, you know, strong conclusions. You mentioned that autonomy, and, and that was kind of the big takeaway I, I took from reading the guidance was that it, this needs to be a decision between the mother and a doctor, and it needs to come after a lot of discussion. Um, that that doesn't that seems pretty reasonable. No, I, I completely agree. You know, if if a patient you know is working from home and is pregnant um, and doesn't have a lot of contact, doesn't have, you know, family members nearby that she needs to be worried about you know, spreading the virus to, maybe in that situation, she doesn't, you know, need the vaccine. Maybe, maybe that's a safe, you know, safe place that, that it's not necessary. And, and if, if a patient's fears are, fears of the vaccine are greater than the fears of the virus, then, then yeah, then they, then they should not get that vaccine. Um, but for those patients who are, you know, out working, you know, interacting with lots of different individuals on a daily basis, that, you know, I think it's, it's easier to say that, um, you know, the, the very rare potential side effects that we could have from a vaccine that we haven't seen in pregnant women yet, um, the risk of that, it certainly is, is much less than the risk of actually having the actual virus itself. You were telling me, you know, you obviously you've done a lot of research. This is your job. This is uh, the knowledge that you have to impart on, on your patients. And, and you've looked at stats and you've looked at what the CDC, what the World Health Organization, what ACOG has been saying. 
what, what are the things that you're telling your patients if they come to you um, with some fears, with some hesitancy, if they want more information? Yeah. I mean, so, you know, I'm, I'm just relaying kind of what, you know, the, the news has been showing us, you know, that ACOG and Fauci and, and um, the WHO have, have been releasing. And so in those statements, you know, they, they do have some t- statistics there. And so um, I think they're reporting that, you know, maternal death related to COVID is at 0.3%, which, you know, sounds very high to me. Um, so, so that's concerning. So that definitely kind of pushes me towards recommending the vaccine over not. Um, and then they, you know, we've also seen that pregnant women with COVID-19, as opposed to their non-pregnant counterparts are having higher hospitalization rates, which we know that with, with any, um, respiratory virus and pregnancy, you know, the flu, for example, we know that it can be worse in pregnancy, the symptoms can be worse. And so it can take an, an otherwise healthy woman who would have handled the flu just fine and make it where they need some, some ventilation, some respiratory support um, in the hospital. And then, you know, they have um, a specific study that showed that women that were 35 to 44 years of age and pregnant, um, they were four times more likely to need ventilation. So those advanced maternal age patients, which we're seeing a lot more of now. So in America, people are having, you know, pregnancies later in life. And so that that's a, you know, very large majority of our pregnant populations in, in even my patient population. Um, so those patients are four times more likely to need ventilators um, and two times more likely to, to succumb to the virus. Um, so that's also some scary statistics that kind of make you want to, you know, go for the vaccine instead. But again, I think, you know, you, you, you hit the nail on the head when you said it needs to be a discussion between the patient um, and her specific risk factors and her obstetrician. And based on that, you, you know, we can come up with the, the right answer to whether the vaccine is necessary or, or, or not, or to hold off on it until, um, until we have more information. We are approaching, at least we expect recording this on, on Thursday afternoon that, um, probably as, as phase expands uh, in Georgia and South Carolina, that some potential, it, it, we are getting to a point where some women may have to make this decision actually, instead of just in theory. But when you're talking to, to women as they're making this, what are the, the concerns they have? This is, a, this is a time where things are changing for, for women and their families. It's a time when um, health for not only them, but the child is also at the utmost concern. What are the fears? What are the concerns that you hear from them? Um, you don't have to go into to too many specifics, but just, you know, the, those very legitimate concerns of mothers. You know, I, you know, no mom wants to hurt, hurt a child, hurt their child. And so, you know, just as, you know, they worry about taking certain multivitamins and, you know, using certain, you know, protein drinks um, and supplements in that way, you know, that could be harmful because we don't know because they haven't been tested. I think this, the same work fears are there. So I don't have any, none of my patients have come to me saying, you know, that they think that the vaccine's going to, you know, change the the shape and look of their baby or, you know, anything, you know, that dramatic. It's just, you know, it's more of just a fear of the unknown. And and because nothing's proven, you know, they've been raised and they've been taught and they've been told, you know, since the beginning, since their first positive pregnancy test that, you know, you 
to avoid anything that you don't know is safe in pregnancy or to talk to their doctor uh, before they you take any medications or any supplements. So, I mean, honestly, no one's, I haven't had any patient come to me with any irrational fears by any means. I think it's just more of a fear of the unknown. And because we don't have good data to look at, you know, I guess no one's an expert on it. And, and that, that's scary, right? That's, that's a fear when no one really knows the true answer there. And, and, you know, no mom wants to be the one who, you know, makes a decision that affects their future child. So I, I think that's it. I wouldn't say that anybody's um, had any any great dramatic concern that I could, that I could share with you. Dr. Mullenix, I, I appreciate the time and I'll let you kind of just, you know, the one thing you would tell um, pregnant mothers, uh, women that are maybe, you know, poss- possibly going to be pregnant in the near future, uh, just kind of your message to them as we continue on in this era of COVID. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, I was vaccinated. My whole staff was vaccinated. Um, all of our colleagues have been vaccinated because we had that opportunity presented to us. And for us, it, it was the right thing to do for so that we can be safe, you know, with interacting with so many patients, specifically pregnant patients all day, every day. Um, so as somebody who had the vaccine and no, and no side effects from that, you know, I've, I'm supportive of it and, and, you know, happy that I got, you know, had the opportunity to get the vaccine. And so um, to any of my pregnant high-risk patients or to anybody who's who's not my patient who's who's pregnant and, and high risk you know i would just say you know weigh that risk you know risk of the the virus um versus you know risk of potential side effects from a vaccine and just whichever one's higher and more suited for you you know take that option and, and that's your right and that's you know that's what acog says and that's essentially what the cdc says they're kind of in the same line there and 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 i agree with that you know do whatever you is most comfortable for you um as a mom if if you know your fear of the virus is is overwhelmingly great then that's that's when you need the vaccine um if your fear of a of an unknown vaccine that's new to this world um is is greater than then maybe it's not for you and give it more time to, to um, for, so we can do more studies and, and have more data to kind of go over. Um, but at this point, you know, no, nobody has come out with a study saying that were, there were side effects uh, that affected pregnant women or fetuses um, after getting that, the vaccines, whether it's um, Moderna or, or the Pfizer ones. Um, so we have no reason to say that there's a problem with the vaccines in pregnancy. We just can't overly prove that it's perfect. Um, and so that's what we're waiting on because as you know, with pregnancy and any sort of um, medication, we, we like to know that there are zero risk involved. And so, you know, our animal studies, we've done animal studies. And so we haven't had any issues with those either. So um, we'll get there in time. And so, you know, if you want to hold off and wait um, till we have more time, you know, you, you risk potentially losing, you know, the ability to get the virus just because they may move on to a different uh, population, but that, that's, that's really the risk you take, you know, that, that's all. So um, again, you know, it's really up to the patient. I think, you know, your obstetrician will be able to tell you, you know, what your risk factors are and really what the best decision is for you. But um, I think, you know, you can argue either way for pregnant women in certain situations. Dr. Mullins, thanks for the time. Thanks for the expertise. Certainly appreciate it. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Tracking the Vaccine podcast. Our next episode will be released next Friday, and you can listen to past episodes on our website or wherever you download podcasts. For the latest information on the coronavirus and the COVID-19 vaccine, tune into the news every night or check us out all the time at WTOC.com. Until next time, stay healthy. We'll talk to you again soon.